Chapter 1. Steel Influence We begin our discussion of strategies with the case of patients who still live within our magnificent darkness. Perhaps something has piqued their interest to the point that they are willing, even eager, to entertain the thought of becoming a child of the enemy. But one fact always works in our favor. Hypocrisy is repulsive to them. The bipeds flee from it, as if escaping the foulest of odors. We witness this phenomenon often, as the church is considered by many to be the ultimate embodiment of two-facedness. They speak of love, yet go on backbiting. They speak of forgiveness, yet wallow in bitterness and shame. They even speak now and then of the work itself, yet seldom act like it is real. Those who belong to us can smell their hypocrisy from such a distance that they have no desire to approach the scene, much less inquire of anything substantive. As long as the church is centered on the feeble proclamation of moral principles and ethical standards, we will maintain momentum in casting them as hypocrites. Today's prominent messages of behavior modification and self-improvement within the body breed the very accusations of hypocrisy they work to dispel, and when they are blinded by us to the way of the work, they cannot begin to fathom where they err. Highlight Hypocrisy When dealing with those who belong to us, It is critical, of course, that you channel their attention toward the hypocrisy that riddles the body. Introduce them to those who say one thing and do another, and then warn them to be careful, to self-protect, in order not to be swindled or taken in by those who are only fakers or fools at best. Make it your chief aim to focus them on the weaknesses within the body. Have them believe that the church on the whole is broken and devoid of authenticity. If you put into the forefront of their minds the inevitable flaws found among church messengers, you will find that the message itself is then discredited. (laughs) And once you construct the convincing argument that a perfect deity would never allow such imperfection in his own church— Seekers of truth will inevitably move on, perhaps to one of our respectable religions, as they resume their fruitless search for perfection. Of course, this strategy will still fail when it comes to some who seek truth. They may indeed take notice of hypocrisy within the church, yet show themselves willing to look past it. What then? At this point, there is only one sensible move to make. You must obscure the message, keeping it clouded at all costs, and appeal to their fleshly appetites for any tantalizing alternative. For example, direct them to perceive the church as a source of reform, a way to improve or refresh their current life, rather than to exchange it for an altogether different one. Induce them to see it merely as a means to make acquaintances and socialize with a community of relatively moral people. Busy them with programs and service commitments. All of this is harmless, as long as we do not permit them to take notice of the life. Pressure Tactics Now, 
concerning evangelism, some of their own do the work for us as they fixate on obtaining a nearly instantaneous decision from unsuspecting and uninformed victims of their assault. The overt pressure applied by their boldest evangelists seems to yield few real converts, and many of their targets resist because they find the whole ordeal repulsive. Some even find themselves angered by the brash, impersonal measures designed to manipulate them into response. Of course, this translates into benefit for us, as those same targets are only more difficult to reach upon their next attempt. (laughs) There is always the slim possibility that their target responds to the evangelistic appeal. But even this is by no means reason to despair.